unleash the power of knowledge and connect with the heartbeat of the African diaspora. Download our African Diaspora News Channel app now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Stay informed with authentic and diverse perspectives, breaking news and cultural insights. Immerse yourself in a community that celebrates unity, resilience and progress. Experience the vibrancy of the diaspora at your fingertips. Don't miss out. Empower your perspective today. Search African Diaspora News Channel and join the conversation. You know the problem with religion in Africa is the fact that religion has become the substitute for all the other things in the countries that are not going great, okay? There's no proper education or we pray that we get visas and scholarships. There isn't proper healthcare, we are praying for miracles. There isn't proper transportation, we are praying that there are no accidents. There aren't enough jobs, uh, we are praying that we get jobs instead of holding governments of the day accountable to create policies that allow for businesses to thrive. The problem with Africa is religion. It's part of the reason why the continent is not moving forward because we've taken religion and we've substituted it with common sense and accountability. And so things that we should be holding our leaders accountable and demanding for as a citizenry because we pay taxes for, we've relegated them into prayer items. And that's the reason why every other person is moving ahead and Africa is still at the same place fasting and praying for miracles and change. If you look at countries where uh, this cultic and uh, doomsday religions have now disappeared, they have dealt with the basic issues. The people's uh, access to health has been dealt with. People's access to education has been dealt with. People's ability to bring bread on the table has been dealt with. And you can see that many of these cultic doomsday religious organizations thrive where people uh, are poor. And, uh, uh, and they will continue to thrive. You see them not only in Kenya, in, in different African countries. I would like to get into today's video. Professor Patrick Lumumba is no new face in the pan-African movement and conversations that challenge the way Africans think and the status quo of the continent. And I think that this video might trap some people the wrong way, but it's a very important video to make because it's, 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 an, it's a renaissance has happened, a new dawn is coming to the continent. And it's high time that even as we prepare for the change and demand for what is historically ours, we have to also hold ourselves accountable for all the parts that we slack. Now, for many Africans, particularly now, there are two perspectives about religion. There are those who are fully immersed in religion, believe in God, and are very spiritual people. On the flip side, there are those who question a lot of things about religion, right? They question the history of religion. They question the origin of religion. They question the people that brought religion to the African continent. They question the atrocities that have happened on the African continent. However, that is a story for another day. The bottom line is religion is... is is a core, is a is a core part of the fabric that makes the African society, whichever place you go, whatever country. And I've been privileged enough to travel to different African countries. It is the same story. As much as there are people who question religion, there are so many people who are deep in spirituality. And that is just where we are. And instead of running away from it, we can address it head on. One other thing that is very common amongst many African countries is social, political, and economic challenges. And I will address these three issues and how religion plays into it. Let's start with political. Um, 
we have a long history of putting very problematic people in office. And this is not to say that there are certain African countries that have not gotten it right with leadership. And also, again, leadership, they're people, they're part of us. Sometimes they change on you. You know, for example, take Ghana, when President Nanako Fuada was vying for office, he said the right things. You know, when President Mahama was in office and he was in opposition, he knew all the right things to say. But then again, sometimes when they get into leadership, whatever they promise does not translate into the reality of their reign. But the same thing applies to Kenya. When President Uhuru Kenyatta wanted to vie and become the president of Kenya and even William Ruto, they were out here promising heaven on earth. You know, they promised digitization of government functions. They promised to promote education, improve healthcare, build infrastructure. Until this day, when it rains in Kenya, it floods. When the sun is shining, there's drought, there's food insecurity. Same old story. Whichever African country you go to, same old story. I would say maybe with the exception of Rwanda, where the president has been lauded to be one of those people who took the country and has turned it around in just a period of 28 years since the genocide and made the country technically 23 since he came into power and made the country into a regional superpower, right? And there are challenges with him too, because again, he's a person and sometimes power corrupts. It, it's, it just is what it is. And so instead of us holding our leaders accountable, what do we do? We are told, pray for your leaders. Rarely do I hear someone that have focused on civic education teaching people how to vote, who to vote for, the reason why you need to think beyond tribal lines, religious lines, um, communal lines, family, in order to put the right people in office. I don't hear that. And politicians know that they've made a suckers of the pulpit. These punks will come and they're given a platform for as long as they make a contribution and a donation to the church. The church is silent about these things, you know. And also, I'll just give you a practical example. For example, in Kenya, President William Ruto literally hid and rode behind the religious wave in order to get elected. And there's certain things that he said hiding behind religion that are just perplexing, you know. There's no rain in the country, there's drought. He says he calls for national prayer. And I'm like, it would have been okay if you called for national prayer and then allocated budgetary money to one, build dams, and two, to do drip irrigation. None of these things has happened. It's his almost second year in office, and none of these things has happened. And this year again, they will be drought, and he will call for national prayer. And when the rains begin, they will be flooding, and he will call for national prayer. Problem with religion. Now let's go to um, economic African governments, again, cuts across board. You cannot convince me otherwise. Cuts across board. And look at the data out there. It will show you unemployment, record high, on a continent that has so many young people, so much potential that it could become whatever it is that it wants to be because of the manpower that it has. But again, young students are graduating from campus every year. they are little to no jobs. And you know why? The government will come and say, we'll create jobs, we'll create jobs, it's just talk. Why? 
they're not creating enabling environments to enable businesses to thrive. Government does not employ people. It's a private sector. Mostly government employs, what, 3% of the total population? How many people in Nigeria? How many people are in Kenya? How many people are in South Africa? 100 million people in DRC. Can the government employ all those people? Your job is to create a favorable business environment so that entrepreneurs can come up, succeed, and employ all these young people. They don't do that. What is the remedy to unemployment? Instead of holding government accountable, instead of asking the people we put into power, what are you doing about this situation? Instead of using our voices, maybe take, pushing it as far as we can, calling for accountability from our leaders. Do you know what we do? We go to church and we pray. We pray that God will give us a job. From where? From where? You know? We pray, we are trying to pray for... Um, you know, incompetence in government. We are trying to pray that the incompetence that has led us to this position can miraculously vanish away. And that is not possible. That is really not possible. If we take a look at social issues, for example, something as simple as healthcare. Healthcare. We're praying for miracles. You know, somebody has cancer. We're believing in healing. Instead of believing in healing, while also telling our governments that not everybody can afford to go to India and Germany to get stem cell treatment or whatever treatment they need. And so we need you to ensure that we have quality health care at home and that it's affordable health care. And then when I'm going through that treatment process, my spiritual community can hold me in prayer and hope that God passes through the medication and the doctors and I get healing. Religion should not be a substitute for common sense and efficiency. But unfortunately, that's where we are. All the problems in Africa these days, listen to most of these sermons. You'll hear, you will get visa. Everybody is trying to leave the African continent. Nobody is addressing the issues. And I get it that some of us have tried and we're tired. I'm just saying that religious organizations are sort of becoming a weak link in calling for accountability and holding governments of the day responsible. You know, um, those of you who are Kenyan, or if you're interested, go and Google Reverend Timothy Joya. He was one of those people that spoke very openly against the government of the day that was oppressing the people. There's also another pastor, Canon Reverend Sammy Wainaina. He was at All Saints Cathedral. He is also one of those people who has stood up and said, the church is for spiritual nourishment and nothing outside of that. Politicians have to do their jobs. We pray for spiritual nourishing, but social issues, economic and political, are the are reserve of, of, of good governance. I'd like to speak a bit on religion. Mm -hmm. Um, just the other day, um, there was an expose on, you know, TB Joshua. And now here in Kenya, we have, you know, doomsday cult leader, Paul McKenzie, who's set to stand trial for charges on murder and terrorism, what they call it. Af the African continent is, we are vulnerable to such doomsday cult leaders, you know. Why are we so vulnerable to such leaders, to such people who come and take advantage of you know, of us, religion, knowing that we are a continent that loves, you know, religion so much. Problem. I think poverty is, is, is a major contributor. When people are poor, it is very easy to manipulate them by 
promising them heaven on earth and and you can see many of these individuals are those who are in the prosperity gospel you fast and uh, and 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 pray then suddenly you'll become a multi-millionaire then all your problems will be solved and that is not uh, something that is going to go away if we don't address the basic problems if you look at countries where uh, this cultic and uh, doomsday religions have now disappeared they have dealt with the basic issues the people's uh, access to health has been dealt with people's access to education has been dealt with people's ability to bring bread on the table has been dealt with and you can see that many of these cultic doomsday religious organization thrive where people uh, are poor and uh, uh, and they will continue to thrive you see them not only in kenya in, in different african countries in uh, nigeria in fact i was amazed that uh, there was a year i think it is maybe two years ago when uh, those who are paying pilgrimage uh, to tb joshua's uh, synagogue constituted a very huge percentage of tourists to Nigeria, two million in one year. That tells you how people are drawn to these uh, uh, individuals because they promise heaven and earth. And I think it is important that they should be reined in because uh, some of even their theology is suspect. If you read the Bible very keenly, you discover that the theology is completely anti the Bible. Anyway, let me know where you're watching this video from. And what the situation is in your country is it that we've gotten to a place where religion has replaced all the basic functions of government because now everybody's just trying to pray their problems away or you live in a country where systems are working in your favor let me know in the comment section like this video give it a thumbs up